Welcome to the First Apostolic Church Podcast. Our church mission is to love as God loves, showing compassion to every soul, thus winning those souls and equipping them to be sent out to plant and to harvest. Thank you for joining us today, and we hope that you are blessed by today's podcast. Praise the Lord. Nehemiah chapter number 4. I'm going to start at verse number 1. Help me preach this morning. And it came to pass that when Sanabalat heard that we builded the wall, he was wroth and took great indignation and mocked the Jews. I don't that sound like a devil? And he spake before his brethren in the army of Samaria and said, What do these feeble Jews? Will they fortify themselves? Will they sacrifice? Will they make an end in a day? Will they revive? Everybody said revive. The stones out of the heaps of the rubbish which are burned. Now Tobiah the Ammonite was by him and he said, Even that which they build, if a fox go up, he shall even break down their stone wall. Hear, O our God, for we are despised and turned their reproach upon their own head and give them for a prey into the land of captivity and cover not their iniquity and let not their sin be blotted out from before thee for they have provoked thee to anger before the builders. So built we the wall. Everybody said we the wall. And all the wall was joined together unto the half thereof for the people had a mind to work. Glory. If anything we can grab a hold of this morning, let that last phrase in that verse be our mindset for 2014. We got to have a mind to work. Now we'll drop down to verse number 10. And Judah said, The strength of the bears of burdens is decayed. Anybody there? Anybody feel like they've been there this year? And there is much rubbish. Y'all feel that? So that we are not able to build the wall. Heavenly Father, I ask you for anointing this morning in this service. Lord, I know what I felt yesterday. And I'm asking God that we would feel that same glory come down in this sanctuary this morning. Saturate our hearts and our minds and give us a mind to work. Lord, change our heart's desire, Lord, for 2014 to do greater than we ever have in our life, God, to put forth the greatest effort that we have ever put forth, God, that the work of God may go forth and prosper, God, in our hands by the help of our Master this morning. We ask it in the name of Jesus. Anoint us, anoint our minds, and bring them together for such a time as this. In Jesus' name, amen. Would somebody get me a bottle of water? I forgot to get one. I didn't even get none from my musicians this morning. That's, I was really behind this morning. Sorry, Brother Fred, Terry, and all the others. You can be seated. I've lost track again, but back a few months ago, pastor had called me into his office when I happened to be over here sat down and we began to talk and he 
he handed me an article. And I know by him handing this to me, he, he felt I ought to minister on it. And I had no idea when it would be. It's been kind of in the making, and I've wrote little notes and this and that. And wasn't even going to preach this this morning. Had, had been studying already three days on something else. And just couldn't feel comfortable in what I was doing and just seeking God. And, and somehow this come back in my hands and, and it just felt like I was supposed to do this. I'm going to read this article. It's out of Reader's Digest. And uh, it, was, it was written in uh, September of 2008. And uh, he had run onto it and, and had torn it out and handed it to me. Amen. I guess feeling, and I felt things before and handed him things and felt like he was more apt to minister about it than I was. And I guess that's what he was doing. Anyhow, I want to read this. And, and it's called Out of the Rubble. And I'm going to preach the subject, Out of the Rubbish. Would you all let me have, have a drink? I can preach when I can't sing, and that's never. Amen. Out of the rubble, it's called. The motto of the U.S. Navy's newest warship, New York, everybody said New York, is never forgotten. That's the motto, never forgot or never forget. And it's unlikely the men and women who built it ever will. After all, the ship's bow was once seven tons of twisted steel from the World Trade Center. The salvaged metal arrived at Amite Foundry and Machine just north of New Orleans in 2003. The hair stood up on the back of my neck when I thought of all the people who had lost their lives. Remembers foundry worker Junior Shavers. Shavers and his co-workers reverently melted the pieces in the foundry's furnace. Their eyes often filled with tears. The molten steel was poured into a mold for the bow stem, the front of the ship that cuts through the water. Next, shipbuilders at nearby Northop Grumman took over. Almost half of the New York had been built when Hurricane Katrina hit the shipyard. But the work never stopped. The people of New York didn't stop rebuilding their city. And we didn't stop constructing their ship, says Supervisor Mike Matan. As company president, Mike Peters, it's personal for this shipyard. And it's personal to each man and woman who laid his or her hand on this ship. Based in Norfolk, in Norfolk, Virginia, the New York will be a part of an anti-terrorism expeditionary task force. Some people wonder why we wanted to put steel in a warship, says Lee Lelapai, a retired New York City firefighter whose son Jonathan, also a firefighter, died on 9-11. The message it sends as it cuts through the water is that we are free country and we cherish our freedoms, 
Our forefathers fought hard for us. And we will too if we have to. Preaching on this subject out of the rubbish this morning. Using a very familiar story to us out of Nehemiah. When they were rebuilding the walls of Jerusalem. And, and uh, when they went and looked at it. When Nehemiah took a ride around this city during the night. That all he seen, Brother Terry, was the rubbish. And what was there. But the Lord seen a wall. And uh, somehow they were inspired by the Lord to build this wall again. And to pick the stones out of the rubbish and make a wall out of what the enemy had destroyed. Hallelujah. And they began to build a wall even in the midst, amen, of the storms of life that were going to come their way. Because let me tell you, anytime you start to do something for God, the enemy is going to be there to trouble your work. And I'm here to tell you that I believe in Mount Carmel that what has happened in the last seven years is nothing more than the enemy trying to trouble the work of God in this city because he does not want to see it go forward. But we as Christians and as saints of God and as we have listened to prophecies that have come forth, we as the church know that God is going to do something in Mount Carmel, even in the face of all the enemy trying to disgruntle our work, that God is going to do something. Amen. I might remind you that God formed man out of the dust of the ground. The very refuse part, virtually the refuse, the invaluable, the worthless part, that God used it to make man. And then he went on and, and used man to build the greatest association on this world today, in this world today called the church. To perform his work on earth because he wasn't here. He said, I'll send you a comforter. I'm going to live in you, a man that you can now do something. I'm going to give you power. After the Holy Ghost has come upon you, you're going to receive power to do some things you could never do before. And I'm here to tell you this morning that God can make something out of nothing. If he made us out of dust, out of something that you women try to just wipe off of your furniture and you could almost do it every day. It, it, you know, it, you, you wipe it off one day and you think, oh, the house is clean. You get up the next morning, you wipe a rag and it's dirty again. Yet God used the very thing that you and I are trying to get rid of every day and he made us. Amen. And he's using man. We are now standing in the place of God, can I say, on this earth that we are literally representing our master this morning to do the work that he has placed before us. In our scripture text, the Lord revived the stones out of the rubbish to rebuild the walls around Jerusalem. And yet this morning we sit in the midst of the church, even this morning, and we think that I don't have anything to offer God. But I want to remind you, I don't care where you stand in life, how bad you think you have done, that God is going to even bring you out of the rubbish and he's going to revive, amen, the stones out of the rubbish to make you something for the glory of God. Hallelujah. I'm here this morning to tell somebody 
that you don't even have a clue what God can do with your nothingness. I pray this so many times when I'm praying, probably almost every time that I pray, I pray, Lord, I realize my nothingness. But I don't stop there because on the other side of the fence, Brother Freddie, I realize his greatness. <laughs> I realize, Brother Pat, the Lord's awesomeness this morning. I may be nothing, but in his eyes, I can do something. Through him, I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. It's not me, Brother Mike, but it's the God that works in me that does something. I may not be able to preach, but he can preach. I may not be able to put together a message, Brother Terry, but he can. Oh, glory. He can move when I don't have strength. He does. Glory. Hallelujah. 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 Somehow, words began to come to me yesterday. And I felt like that I was going to be speaking to some people this morning. That I feel like some of you have been, have been meandering around so long that you have lost your vision and the purpose in life. And even forgot who created you, thinking that I can't do anything, that I'm, I'm not worthy. How many times has this come across, amen, in the last year or two uh, in your discouragement and trouble? Even Christians, it's been in this for years, me being wanting them, that the old enemy tries to come at us and said, what do you have to offer? Hey, you've been around a long time, but what have you done? Oh, and, and you know, after a little while, the first thing you know, we become discouraged and troubled, and, and we don't only just feel like we can't do anything, we quit doing anything. Oh, I'm going to get down where we live, but I'm going to encourage you. I'm not going to leave you there, but I'm going to lift you out because I believe that we have come to the place come, sometimes that we have almost shut down our workforce spiritually and for God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want to give you a reality check this morning that it's time to bring back to your creator who made you. Amen. And lay yourself before him. Amen. And let's see what he can do through us. Because we've all got like purposes. He has sent us all here with a purpose. Not one person is sitting under the sound of my voice this morning that God has not placed you in this church for a purpose. You were not sent here just to sit on the pew. Come on. You were not just sent here, amen, to take up space. You were sent here not just to give in the offering, but you were sent here to take a part. Come on. In other words, we were sent here to be worshipers. We were sent here to give him praise. Anytime we come through these doors, uh, we are to give the Lord praise and worship. It is commanded in Scripture, and we are not to leave that out. Anytime we come through the doors, we are not just to sit there, but we are to give God praise uh, and honor and glory for who he is and what he does. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We can, everybody said we can do something for the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. Let me remind you this morning that like the World Trade Center, we were all once rubbish until he brought us out. 
We were all just, just nothing but rubbish. Hallelujah. That was the devil had just placed there. It was, we were nothing more than his trash, if you please. Until the Lord said, he come along. And have you ever, have you ever took a, I know, come on, if you, if, probably if you have, you won't admit it. But anyway, you know, the, the son here while back brought out about going down to the, amen, to, uh, uh, you know, the landfill. And, the, and that big hole, how it just intrigued him. And there's part of that story that he didn't tell. And I told the wife, said, it's probably a good thing he didn't. But anyway, he's talking about that big hole, you know. And I said, son, there's one part of that story that you didn't tell. That we hauled the load down and sometimes we brought some back. Because, you know, you say, hey, you know, hey, one man's, one man's trash is another man's treasure. Okay, right, Brother Fred? We've been there. Come on. Yeah, tell me some of you haven't driven along. And I know, you know, I know for a fact that, that uh, you know, if they have heavy trash. And it used to be, I can remember even the Kingsburg Church there was a group of people that used to get together, and on the, on, they'd go in town, and they'd take trucks, and they'd drive around and see what they could see. Because, you know, some of that stuff I know was picked up and used, and some of it was picked up and sold or traded. Ain't nobody saying amen this morning. You bunch of hypocrites. You, I, know, I know some of you done it. I'm telling you. Glory, hallelujah. Oh, well, you come on, at least be join in with me a little bit. Amen. You've hauled stuff home that was my, one man's trash, but it become your treasure. And you used it. Hey, I, I was at the hand of many of this. You've got to remember that I had a son-in-law that drove trash truck. And he hauled a mini thing home to me. In fact, I remember he hauled home to me a weed eater. Weed Eater brand brought it home to me. I poured gas in it and used it for about seven, eight years. Now you can call that trash if you want to, but I call it useful. It saved me some money. I didn't have to go out and spend $75, $80, whatever they are. Price has probably gone up now, but for a weed eater, that was a good price. That was a good price. I didn't have to give nothing for it. Poured some gas in it. Come on. Hallelujah. But it was out of the rubbish. It was out of the refuse that people counted as refuse, as nothing. Come on. I'm telling you, there is people in Mount Carmel that looks at this church as they are the very lowest. They're the refuse. But I'm going to tell you, through this refuse church, there's going to be something done in this city. And God's going to receive glory. And there is going to come revival. And don't you forget it. And don't you put it in the back of your mind. We need to dig this revival out of the rubbish that's in this city. Because we can indeed have revival in this place. Say amen, Santa Claus. Glory. Hallelujah. I want to tell you, I know you can't do it alone. But by his help, we can become something great for this kingdom of God. You can become a warship like the New York. And you can accomplish a task for the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. 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 There is going to come a ruler. It speaks about in Revelation that he's going to 
He's going to rule with the rod of iron. We already know who that's going to be. Jesus Christ, he's going to be ruler. He is ruler, but his rulership is going to come forth, and man is not going to question who is in rule and who is in charge. Hallelujah. The New York's bow was built out of rubble from the Trade Center, which now cuts through the waters as the part of the end of terrorism strike force to defend our country against terrorism. The rubble now becomes the warship. Oh, come on, church. You better grab that. I said the rubble now becomes a warship. Oh, yet you say in your heart, I have nothing to offer. I'm going to tell you, if they can take the New York Trade Center and they can build the bow of the ship, come on, to cut through the waters, amen, against terrorism. I want to tell you, church, I don't care where you're at in your life. I don't care how you feel like you failed and how you're not worthy. Let me tell you, you can become a warship for Jesus. You can become a, a, a task force against the enemy of this day, hallelujah, to drive out the sin and the dreadfulness of this world today. Hallelujah. I want to encourage somebody today, this morning, to turn your nothingness over to the God of heaven and see what he can do with it. Oh, glory, you need to realize it. Hallelujah, that he made you. And you can't even imagine what he can do through you. We can't imagine that. I, I, I've, I've sat down many a times after I've ministered and, and, and I realize it wasn't me that ministered. All right, I'm only a can, a container of the message and, and I've sat down a many a time brother Mike uh, after ministering the word of God and, and looked at what God done through that message and saying Lord how, the, how, did, how did I ever how did I ever do this Lord I know that it was through you Lord but I'm just a, a human nobody I'm a nothingless I'm as a dust of the earth Lord how could you accomplish all of that through this dust through this nobody, God. How could you accomplish all of that? Yet I got to realize that that same God that accomplished that through that message made this body out of dust. Let me tell you, you may have not been anything, but you are something this morning through him. He has made you something great. Come on, he has saved your soul and brought you out. He has filled you with the Holy Ghost and with power and given you the courage and the strength to do the things that he's asked you to do. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Somebody say amen. Clap your hands on the Lord. At the very thing you brought upon us, the very rubbish pile that you caused, the very thing that you took as a downfall in our life is going to become your greatest enemy, devil. Ha <laughs> ha. You may have even feel like you've been cast down and not only cast down but destroyed. But I'm here to tell you, he can put you on the potter's wheel again. When Jeremiah went down to the potter's house, he seen a work being wrought on the wheel, the Bible said. 
And that work became marred in the potter's hands. But the potter did not give up on, give up on it. And many have preached, and I have preached in the past, but I've changed my message. That many have preached, Brother Terry, that he and even commentators, many commentators lean toward this way until God opened my eyes, and I was probably like them, but he made something of lesser value, but I don't believe that for a moment. The potter, after seeing that the thing become marred on the wheels, he was determined, Brother Freddie, that this time when I make it, I'm going to make it something that it was ne- it's going to, there's not going to be anything like this because I'm going to work it until it's a work of my hands like nobody has ever seen before. It's going to become something greater that I ever expected because I'm going to work it until it becomes something great. Come on, church. We as a church, we may not look like much right now, but I'm going to tell you, God is working and putting us on the wheel because he's not going to let this church go under. You know what he's going to do? He's going to build it up and make it something greater than it's ever been before. Come on. Oh, I must tell you that every other church that's been here before, he said, I'm going to make this greater because this is my church. Come on. This is not just any church, but this is the church of the living God, and I will not let it fail, but I'm going to make it something great. I'm going to build the bowl of this ship. Come on. Out of steel that's going to cut through the waters of terrorism that the devil has trying to get on the church. Come on. There is a terror in the church. The enemy is the terrorist. Come on. And he's working against God's church. But I'm going to tell you, he can work and he can fight all he wants to. But I've read the end of the book, Brother Terry, and we win. We are victorious through Christ. No weapon formed against us will prosper. What a great God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Potter, he put it back on the wheel. And the Bible said he made it again. A vessel that seemeth good. Not just, well, have you ever made something that you thought, well, it'll do. It's not very good, is it? I don't believe he said that. He said, I'm going to make something that suits me. Now you know the potter. <laughs> he was a potter that was used to making things and that was excellent. So if he was going to make something that suits him, Brother Freddie, hi, and I know you, brother. You're, you're one of them perfectionists. And when he turns something out of his shop, he wants it to be known that this comes from McGee's body shop. And he will not turn it out if it can't be that. Come on, he won't let it go out his doors and give him a bad name. Come on, church. Stay with me. Let me tell you something. We need not to let anything come from our doors that's not made to God's, come on, expectation. Come on. Hallelujah. We need not to, to come into this house and let somebody, come on, when the, when, the, when the people come through the doors of this church, let them not be dissatisfied when they walk out this church door. Let that sink in a little bit. Come on. I don't want anybody to walk from this church house door and say, well, it wasn't great today. It was no good today. It was, this was not a good service today. Come on, church. You know why it isn't a good service? If it isn't a good service, it's because we did not make it a good service. Come on. <laughs> Come on. God has given us the power and authority to cut through the terror. Come on. 
Oh, to cut through the terrorism of the enemy. Come on this morning. That we can be victorious. That we can come out of here with victory. Hallelujah. Oh, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. He'll make it a vessel that can be a, a great warship to him. When he puts us on the potter's wheel, he's not going to take us off until we've been made. Somebody say, I need to be made. Somebody say, I give myself away till he can use me. I give myself away so he can use me, Brother Terry. Come on. In other words, Lord, don't take me off of the potter's wheel until you can use me the way you want to use me. I realize my nothingness, Lord. I know that I'm only clay, God, but I know you can make me. I know, God, this morning that you can use me as a terrorist warship against the enemy. Oh, Jesus. This church has been placed here. Amen. Against terrorism of the enemy. Praise God. Let me remind you of a couple stories this morning. Ezekiel looked down across a valley of dry bones, Brother Johnny. And all that he saw was bones. And Sister Nadine, he said they were very dry. In other words, he put the icing on the cake, Brother Terry. And he said, you know, these bones probably, they're, they're so dry that I, I don't think there's anything in them. There's no life in them. Oh, but when God looked across that valley of dry bones, what he seen was an army. What Ezekiel saw was a valley of nothing but dry bones, very dry. But what God saw was a virtuous army, come on, against terrorism of the enemy, come on. What he saw was victory. Oh, Ezekiel didn't see nothing but defeat, but God said, I see some victory in the bones, come on. Church, I'm going to tell you, when we look at Mount Carmel, we think, my goodness, all I see and on every hand is, is trouble and all I see is sin. And I don't know about you, but uh, when, I, when I look at the news of the night and I, I look and watch Evansville and I think all I see is murder and condemnation, all I see is a, is a mess. It's terrorism of the enemy that's going on. Let me tell you, that is going on right in our city, only it's a smaller city, church. It's going on here we don't hear about it as much but let me tell you it's going on here there's things going on here that we don't know but the firefighters can tell you there are some things that are going on in the background come on church hallelujah this city is a long way to go but I'm telling you by the power of God that's invested in the church come on we can do something about what's going on in our city we do not have to live it come on and leave it in the condition that it's in but we have the power and the authority from God Almighty to bring it out of this place. Hallelujah. Oh, Jesus. The Bible speaks in one place. The Old Testament, and I don't even, I don't even recall the scripture where it's at right now. But Israel became a tear unto the enemy. 
Let me tell you, we're a tear to the enemy in this. Come on. The prince and the power of the ever of the air ever now and then shudders in this city because of the power that's in this church and what God is doing. Come on, the last last couple weekends, the enemy has sh- shuddered about what's going on in here. Come on, of, of somebody that's not been around apostolics that all at once here he was lifting his hands even before he ever went to the altar. There was some praise going on back to the seat. You know what? God was preparing him for something greater. And he received the Holy Ghost. And then, and then last Sunday, being baptized in the lovely name of Jesus. And if you missed Sunday night service, man, it was a service. A singspiration with the glory of God coming down in the old songs. And God moving in this place. And altar services going on. And people being touched and moved by the presence of God. Why can't that happen every Sunday? Oh, yes, it can, church. It can if we'll get in. The, come on. We need to get our steel bow out. And come on, wait through terrorism of the devil and let God be the victor. Hallelujah. There is no reason we can't have that service yet this morning. Even without all the grand music, yet the music sounded grand this morning. Even though I was a part of it. And I, I count myself as the least. But y'all sounded good together and it was harmony. And God was just doing something. Hallelujah. Ezekiel saw dry bones, but God seen our army. When you see yourself as nothing, God sees you as something great. <laughs> it's not over yet. Somebody looked at your neighbor and said, it's not over yet. You're still in the making. Come on. Come on, you are still in the making. Somebody say, I'm still in the making. Some of you didn't say it. Come on, let's all say it. I'm still in the making. And some of you almost whispered it. That's all right, God heard you. He knows you're still in the making. And he's not done with you yet. You're going to be a finished product and you're going to be a good ship, a good warship. Cutting through tyrannies of the enemy. Come on. Hallelujah. Let me, just, let me just remind you what the word rubbish means. It means the waste, the refuse, the broken matter. It means the trash, the worthless, that that is without value. That's rubbish. Yet God drew out of the walls... Of those knocked down walls, destroyed, burnt walls of Jerusalem. And he revived them out of some stones that could be used again. Let me tell you, he is not through with you. He's not through with what he's going to do with you. Hallelujah. When Peter saw a useless work, he'd been toiling all night. And he'd come in to land and the Lord was on the shore. And he said, Peter, won't you just launch out a little way there from the shore and let you down your nets? He said, well, okay, Lord, I'll, I'll do that. But you understand that I've, I'm putting my own words, all right? He said, I've, I've toiled all night and we haven't caught anything. He said, but nevertheless, Lord, it's thy word, I'll do it. And he let down his nets. And the Bible said they didn't break, but they almost did. But he had to have people that help him drag the net to the shore And the Lord began to make some fish on the fire. 
Come on, church. When we see work and nothing, God sees a victory and greatness. Oh, oh, Jesus. Some of you that have been broken, I want you to know He's molding you right now and putting you together. If you please to cut through the terrorism Satan is using against the church right now, He's going to use you. Glory. Somebody needs to take it in their mind and in their spirit right now that God's going to use me. Yeah, you've lost your vision for a while. You've lost your excitement. Come on. There used to be an excitement in you. I'm glad. I'm glad when I see that revived. Sister Sarah, I'm so glad when I seen revived Sunday night, that excitement down in her. Come on. I was thankful. I was saying, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Come on. I'm going to tell you, church, God is not done with us yet. We have not ever become yet what he wants to, us to be. Come on. He's still, I don't know, he's still working on me. Come on, I'm not even where I should be. I'm not even where that the Lord wants me to be yet. I'm, I'm striving, Brother Terry, but I've not made it yet. But I'm telling you, I'm still on the potter's wheel. And he's making me again and again till I become something good. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want to remind you, God used 12 weak men who couldn't even stick together in Christ's greatest time of need. They disappeared and left him alone. Couldn't pray with him, Brother Terry, one hour. Could not stick with him through trials and temptations, yet he stuck with them through it all. But when they come and got him in the Garden of Gethsemane, they just kind of, all just kind of left, and there he was alone. The men that he had led, the men that he had taught, the men that he had loved, they disappeared and left him. But God used them 12 weak men to overcome the world and march through it in victory. They, they evangelized the world. Hallelujah. And we are here this morning because of those great men of the Peter that denied him thrice, that cut off the high priest's ear, that had such anger, yet that same man became a warship, a man that preached the greatest message on the day of Pentecost. Hallelujah. And all the Santa ballots of the world could not stand against his preaching. And they had to admit that there is something different about this man we all know these men. We know where they come from. We know their teaching. They, they're really, they're, they're, they've not been taught and schooled, yet God is using them in great measure. And this we can't deny. They couldn't deny that. Let me tell you, God's going to do great exploits through you. Hallelujah. Even as God revived the stones out of the rubbish, He's reviving His church out of the rubbish of this world to make them a warship of against terrorism of Satan today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm coming to a close. I remind you, and I really wanted to preach about this, but it just didn't seem that I was supposed to. But I'm going to let you know that in my hands, 
back I don't know how long ago. Brother Mike Penrod placed in my hands two books and I couldn't put them down. And I, Sister McGill will tell you, I've, I've read and I've read and I've studied and I've studied. And I'm going to tell you, I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to tease you just a little bit with the, a little bit of thinking. You know, it would have been a kind of an end time message, but I wouldn't got far into it because I'm planning on giving these books to the son and I want him to dig into them. I feel like he can do more with them than I ever could. And I'm going to tell you, one of them was written and, and I'm going to tell you, one was copywritten in, one, in, in, in 1990, or 1989. The other one was copywritten in 1992. And one of them was on New Age Movement. It was somebody that was in the New Age and become a teacher of it and becoming all the satanic things that goes along with it. And God brought him out after 15 years and saved his soul and turned him around. He wrote a book of, of all of the dangers of it. Well, then another book that he had gave me was a, a book, and I'm not going to give you the name because I don't want you all going out and buying it yet. I'm going to let pastor have it. Not, if he wants to tell you, then he can. But uh, the other book was a, a, a official of the United States government, a high official, a man that was a Christian man, and uh, he's, he was writing on what he had found out in the government that there was indeed a new world order coming. It had been, let me tell you, this will let me stagger you a little bit because I have preached pastors, bishop, I was pastor then, but had preached and taught about Freemasonry and then bringing that into the one world order and all that. I, I Back in the second church, some of you will remember that, the dollar bill, all of that I'd used. Amen. Let me tell you, all of that that I taught then is sure enough true, and there's more that goes with it. I've taught and I've, I've dug into New Age many years ago, and this even opened my eyes more now than ever before. And by these being 1992, then think about what it would be like now. But I found out in this book that there is many organizations and almost every, almost every president that we have had has been a part of Freemasonry or one of these organizations, and I'm not going to name them all to you. I could, but I'm not. Amen. But all of these organizations, which we think are government organizations, are man-run. You think you've got a hand in voting everybody in, but the truth is, is they, 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 they do it all. It's the money men of the world that runs this world, let me tell you early. And they're getting richer, and you and I is getting poorer. And if you want to know why all the... The wars and the rumors of war, it's because they cause them, because they can make money out of them. I know, it sounds far-fetched, but it's documented. Uh, there's documents, it's even documented in documentation from the government, from government officials, and all the forces, and you think that we're all safe, but I'm let me tell you, since the 1700s, all this thing has been put together. This new world order is coming together, church. It's drawing near every day we live and the trumpet of the Lord is about to sound and the church needs to get its warship moving in the waters of terrorism because there is a great church, a man that's going to be built out of this. Come on. Hallelujah. Satan is going to be defeated. The devil is doing his work. And since 1700s, he's been doing it. Satan has been piercing 
and piecing together his new world order under the guise of many different organizations which suppose government organizations which are run by the billion trillion dollar men of the world hallelujah oh glory church we need not to be asleep of what's going on but we need to be abreast of the happenings that's going on in this world and be enlightened that it is going and every time you come to church and worship and praise God when you don't feel like it you become a warship against the terrorism of Satan how long church will we sit and allow Satan to terrorize the church and do nothing about it brother Terry if you'll come church this morning if I could somehow tickle your senses just a little bit this morning I want you to take a look let's take the rubble that you and I are now in all of the things that this world is in all the trouble and the trials that we're going through all the stuff that the enemy has put in your way let me tell you there's plenty there's every day that we have to wade through junk that the enemy's put in our way he'll speak to you failure many times probably almost every day how you're going to fail and you're not you're not going to make it you'll never be a Christian you'll never be what God wants you to be you're a loser come on you not tell you that tells you there's no use well, I want to tell you thank you brother Zach for that picture I want to tell you out of all the rubbish God is going to build a church that's victorious and there's going to be a trumpet that's going to sound for that church. And the Bible said, The dead in Christ shall rise first, and them which are alive and remain shall be caught up together to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord, comforting one another with those words. Glory. Brother, your trials and troubles is not over, but God's there to help you. Brother Travis, God's on your side. Everything that you've been through, everything you're going to go through, God's there. Brother Rex, he's not done with you yet. I told Brother Rex, I said, Brother Travis, up there receiving the Holy Ghost, that's going to be you one of these nights. He said, I know it. Brother Aaron, it's going to be you one of these nights. God didn't just bring you here. He's going to, yeah, and I know you're a part. You, you work and you do things in the church. But he's not done with you. He plans on making you more than a captain of the fire department, Mount Carmel. And yeah, you've come to the place that you teach it, you live it. And, well, just wait. He's got something else for you to teach. Brother Johnny, it's going to be you one of these nights. It's 
going to be you being filled with the Holy Ghost. Travis is going to be there praying for you. Any of the rest of you in here that just ain't where you should be with God, He's not done with you. You haven't done nothing so bad that God cannot save you and change your life. Hallelujah. Some of you have been through so many trials and troubles this year. Troubles hit your family and, and it's just about devastated you and you kind of lost. Can't hardly stand up. Seems like you've kind of lost balance. You're off balance right now. I want to tell you, God is here this morning to calm your fears and to revive you out of the rubbish of this world. As Brother Terry sings this morning, I want this all present. Thank you for listening. If you would like more information about our services and activities, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter with the username FACMC. Again, that's FACMC. Thank you, and have a blessed day.